1: Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers.
2: It is a Friday. Paul Leihander here, Lindsey Brown there. And much like OBJ, Brittany is free.
3: Yes. Finally, from the grips of the conservatorship, uh... Has there ever been a quicker resolution in our, in our justice system, honestly, in terms of when – I know there are people on the bandwagon that kind of were connecting the dots with their Instagram posts in the last few years and stuff, but that documentary happens for, like, the New York Times feature. That was this summer. Right. And she was back in court. It was kind of, you know, catching up midstream. Then and- – we she's, can gonna good, she's gonna have a
2: good holiday. And the Hell good, yeah. the good news is for hers, and she gets control of her life. Correct. And The good news for all of us is she might have the creative juices flowing once again when she gets all her stuff together, and she could be back here at Park MGM.
3: It's Britney, bitch. Bring her on back.
2: It's Britney. God, I love Britney Spears. I think the 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 only other quicker legal thing that I've ever gone through is when I pled no contest to running a red light once. Oh. Yep, I just pled no contest. I Does was that like, just
3: mean I I agree? It means. Probably I
2: did it, but there's. I'm not saying I did it.
3: Can neither confirm nor deny. So
2: I got some community service for that one. I ended up coaching a youth basketball team.
3: Did you? To a championship?
2: uh, it was almost straight out of a movie. No, it was not. Oh, damn. It was not. Did you have
3: an obscure animal that usually wouldn't be considered fierce as your mascot? <laughs> no,
2: we did not. Damn. We did not. a matter of fact. Like the
3: monarchs or the owls no, or something. It was a, owls are pretty fierce, though. It was like
2: a middle school nighttime. kind of AAU, sub-AAU kind of team. So
3: kind of like the church basketball league that I was playing in. A little bit. You should have seen this defensive specimen in front of you, Paul. There was nowhere to go.
2: I believe it. With your long limbs. Oh,
3: yeah, absolutely. And it was me and a bunch of uh, the girls I grew up with and, and played hockey with. So let's just say we got into foul trouble early. (laughs) right and often but uh i can't
2: hit her in the head
3: yeah uh keep the bows low right i was told you're not
2: supposed to trip them on the ice
3: but i can confirm that i can lay up with my left hand just you know not as well
2: lay up with your left
3: hand. yeah i was more of a defender okay yeah
2: there's, that's good news.
3: Yeah, that's well, very. You asked, so I, did, I had to provide. I that did answer. indeed.
2: Listen, youth sports is, uh, is so, a wonderful. Yeah, that thing.
3: inspirational community service. Uh, yeah, bit. it was
2: truly inspirational. Yeah. I'm sure those. I'm sure those kids fifteen years ago are remembering. Remember that one time that Asian dude came and coached us for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't fun Who at knows, all. You could
3: have made an impact on one of them. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know if I remember all of coaches. my coaches, but I probably could name a memory from each one that I had across the various sports and levels and just even select teams and stuff uh, the elite we, teams I should say yeah
2: see I, and, and again I didn't play at the level that you did so I i mean I have coaches that I remember mm-hmm. playing for but none of them had that monster imprint on me you know just in terms of guidance great you know hey Paul sure. go out there start you know you're the you're our point guard so you pass the ball please and Get others involved. That's right. just what. That's just what I well, did. Well, didn't
3: that one time you were playing super well and then your leg like combusted? Yes. Tough recovery.
2: Uh, challenging. Was
3: that? Did you continue your career after that? Yeah, or I still was kept playing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still kept playing. I didn't know playing. if that where that was in the timeline.
2: No, everything's on the timeline now. I'm just getting older.
3: Yes. <laughs> I'm just I oh, feel, you don't say. I
2: make an old man no, but, sounds is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we all are these days, but I mean, this I've, is true. I shouting my, at clouds. I found myself picking up a Lego this morning off the kitchen floor and went. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: You're kind of in that sweet spot, and you know it is your freaking birthday tomorrow. Birthday, so happy weekend, day of almost birth to you. Birthday weekend. If happy anything, almost
2: if anything, birth. If anything, say say I. I always I always say this. I I always thank I thank my mom. I always thank my mom on my birthday.
3: Retweet. She Labor always, sucks. She I hear. call.
2: She calls. And uh, for those of you who have moms, still have moms still around, thank them on your birthday for yeah. a myriad of reasons. But I always. Thank my mother on my birthday.
3: Were were you an expedient delivery?
2: I was not. You were not. I was not.
3: Morning, uh, noon, but I was night. at least I was a
2: day side kid. Let's put it that way. There was no overnight loss of sleep kind of thing. Okay. But you know, I grew up in the day. I grew up in a day and age where you know you could. Leave kids in the back seat of the car while I ran in to get some. While well, yeah. mom ran in to get groceries. Car seat cause... wasn't a,
3: a requirement to take the kiddo home. <laughs> no, I
2: think I, I, think I lived on enough bucket seats in, uh, sure, in 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 the trucks that had stick shifts where you were literally just kind of hanging on to the stick shift because you know you were sliding back and forth on the leather seat.
3: I've been on uh, in that moment on an inner tube before. You yeah. let go, you know, you're either gonna right. run into a dock or you're gonna lose yourself into uh, a grove of weeds. You might not ever return Correct. so just hold on for dear life right
2: just make it happen so yes thank you mom i'm you will get a call from me tomorrow if you were listening right now which i don't think she listens. thanks
3: mama i, I don't think hugely appreciate you and your laborious today yeah, many many moons ago always
2: thankful for my mom absolutely my always very much so all right let's get you your top five talkers for today it's your daily check down, powered by Odyssey Sports.
3: What, your headphones, your cell phone, no. forgot
2: to set, set up the hour. So Raiders Insider Scott Goldbranson joins us at 3:35. It's a Chiefs Raiders week and at 4:25 the Dean of Las Vegas Sports Tony Cordasco joins to talk you and
3: They needed the introduction, huh? Just had
2: to let them. People know what's coming up. Of
3: course our buddies are coming over on Friday, it's Friday. afternoon. It's, it's time Friday. to play, baby. It's Friday, the happiest Circle the albums. wagons, even All the right, birthday ones. One. Yeah, okay. Fine. All right, Marcus. Simmer down A little snippy there. in there.
2: We should just be silent for a while and just pretend we're talking. We should just oh, talk. I, I've
3: heard radio's great yeah. when it's silent. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's great. You just hear music. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a music station that does that. It's a
3: performative segment.
2: Truth. John Gruden suing the NFL and Roger Goodell.
3: Yeah, that's the tweet. Yeah,
2: that's the tweet.
3: What do they say? Soviet era level character oh assassination was yes. apparently used by Gruden's lawyer. Seems a bit rich. Again, I, I wonder if they're they're taking their their steps from uh, the Roger stuff last week. Very dramatic in, in terms of what he was using to support his argument. But I'll tell you what, I don't think anybody was holding anything over John Gruden when he was typing in those words to those emails and what they said and. Uh, I cannot understand in a way why he's a little pissed off about this because there hasn't been any other releases with the Washington football team. It's just him. Right,
2: it's been his. So So,
3: scorched earth, he will go.
2: The lawsuit says he lost his deal with Skechers, got pulled from the Madden football game. Let's be honest, the coaches look nothing like the coaches in the Madden football game. Yeah. And uh, he also had future employment endorsement prospects damaged. Although, I mean, what are you going to get? I mean, Joe Namath is doing, like, lib men's genitalia commercials and I think there's like some life insurance commercials or whatever. Anyway, uh, the the league says, quote, the allegations are entirely meritless and the league will vigorously defend against the claims.
3: One of these days, somebody will have to release the documents that they are trying to seal, right? Do you think this could happen in... in if, this avenue.
2: I don't know if it happens with this, if it happens in court, which was filed here in in Nevada. By the I'm way, I'm
3: waiting for Congress to set up, step up because that's usually where this this yeah. happens. At least with the Washington Football side, I wish we would have an update there instead of this one. Yeah. You know,
2: well, John Gruden.
3: I know. In court. Well, it's it, it, it's the news in court. Pope
1: in court. Number two.
3: <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> Sorry.
3: That's okay. I'm four years old right. Now. It's, it's Friday. It's almost your day of birth. I'm it's sorry, easy to be goofy. The and last Max. word
2: you said before he hit number two was?
3: I don't remember. Poop. Oh, Sorry, huh, that's I good. went
2: straight to the four-year-old S- in me.
3: Hey, you got to do it. I'm sure you're not the only one laughing. All four of our listeners. The NBA also. says get
2: the boosters. <laughs> the NBA says get your booster shots as soon as possible. Uh, it has to be done by December 1st in most cases because it's got that stretchy out period where you should get the boosters
3: sure the half-life essentially yeah kind of sort of
2: the nba is like listen we want to keep playing basketball because we do have a couple of new covids yep and of significant players too not like 12th guy any
3: players joelle and bead hello but uh they've been at the forefront of a lot of stuff with the covid obviously and so it makes sense that they're leading the way in this instance and uh Hopefully, you have overwhelming support and participation.
2: Yeah, Lori Markinen, Kevin Love. Uh, so, names. Names. Yes. So, everyone's like, let's get this done. Of course, Kyrie Irving, most likely not. And that's... He was his, at a Seton Hall
3: game the other night, though. That's
2: his choice. Well, everybody's got different protocols. Well, I, I know. That's right. I mean. Like,
3: yeah. it, that's the rules. He's yeah. technically following the rules. It's his right.
2: All right, moving on. Number three. Number three. Lamar Jackson is getting a street named after him. Now, this is his consolation prize after just wetting the bed last night against Miami.
3: It was bad. Oh, my goodness. It was I real bad. Have put
2: lots of money on Miami last night. Sorry. But, you no, know, nobody did. Let's be honest.
3: No. Nobody did. Zero people if did. You,
2: if you find somebody that said, oh, I put... I put and ten, that play. I put that money, play that
3: will never count. The
2: play that doesn't Amazing. count. Yes. That Amazing. Is the truth.
3: Everyone knows what we're talking about.
2: So, Lamar Jackson will be... A, at Louisville tomorrow, he'll have his jersey retired, and then they've decided to name a street near the stadium after him, Lamar Jackson Way. The speed limit? Eight miles an hour. Brilliant. Yeah.
3: Big time honor for him. Obviously, oh, for sure. uh, Louisville doesn't retire jerseys very often. The only other one is Johnny Unitas. So I heard he's done a few things himself. Just a couple. Uh so it's always a little surprising to me to see these jersey retirements so close to their career. Uh, just culminating at that school. But he won a Heisman. Right. It was pretty cut and dry of, of the impact that he made on that program. And it's not his fault he was picked 32nd overall. Correct. And so, uh, especially in the day and age that we live in, in terms of college recruiting and everything, uh, you got to put your people on the pedestal that have shown that they can follow your program and succeed to the degree that Lamar has.
2: Well, hopefully they keep it a street or a way – yeah, yeah. And it's not just symbolic. but I doubt cool. it. Yeah. Very cool. Lamar Jackson, congratulations, Very sweet.
3: Dude. It's not a statue, but, you know.
2: Number four. Scotty Pippen's lighting fires.
3: He's not getting enough attention, and you know it. That otherwise, he wouldn't be doing this. He
2: is lighting fires. <laughs> He is
3: displeased with the daylight savings.
2: Right, exactly. Seriously, he's going to just start complaining about everything.
3: I don't have enough daylight to complain about this.
2: Why is there an automatic tip on my bill? (laughs) (laughs) Like it's literally Scotty Piven, dude. Come on. What is he saying? Here's the latest one. He was on a podcast, or no, I'm sorry, he was on an interview on uh, Sirius XM, talking about the team that he joined, the alleged super team. Of the 1999 Houston Rockets, in which he basically said Charles Barkley had checked out, and Hakeem Olajuwon quote, "I didn't realize how much Hakeem had diminished in the game."
3: God, he really is going scorcher than everyone. I'm like, dude, are you serious? I mean, you got to sell the book. I'm guessing that that chapter's in the book too. It's not just all about his his times with the with the Bulls here, but um, you know. I guess if you're gonna write it once, you might as well get all of it out and, and hopefully I mean, I don't even know if he cares about these relationships. It sounds like he doesn't. Oh, no, honestly. A, he's
2: not gonna sit on any panel. You wouldn't whatsoever. write this stuff
3: and 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 you know what, if that's his truth, then he, he again a right to to write it. But uh very interesting to see this this strategy from him.
2: Yeah, let's just burn every bridge possible.
3: Literally. I don't want to be invited to any sort of top 75, any sort of Hall of Fame thing. None. Christmas <laughs> no Christmas card list from uh, Shutterfly. List. Take me off. <laughs>
2: yeah, something, take something. me off. Scotty Pippen scorching his time at the 1999 Rockets, saying Hakeem wasn't the player he was, and Charles Barkley checked out. You know
3: Charles is going to oh, fire yeah. right He's back. He's
2: chomping at the bit.
3: Yeah. Chomping Jack might come, at, come at uh, to his defense, too. Not that he needs to.
2: All right. Number five. I'm not sure we needed this. I found this out through an acquaintance of mine who I no longer consider a friend, but it was stuck in my head for the longest time that apparently, after 40 years of not issuing any new material whatsoever, you can just kill the music, the background bed
3: man out there? That one?
2: Yeah, ABBA has the number one album on the planet right now.
3: You love to see it, Paul.
2: Abba. You
3: love. Like,
2: if there's anybody out there listening it. right now that Abba. Yeah. The A- eighteens,
3: you know, is definitely listening. They beat so they out covered all of their. They songs. beat
2: out Ed Sheeran. The last studio album they had was 1981 that topped the charts, and they beat out in terms of like first like albums like have that have gone this far. They beat out like One Direction. Yeah. The, oh, the, the first week sales. Only Adele is ahead of ABBA.
3: Oh, this isn't the one I would have chosen, but it's okay because it's a vibe. Queen. Dancing, I
2: love Dancing Queen. It's a great song, this is a but karaoke it's not the tune.
3: best ABBA song. No,
2: they beat out One Direction, too. Um, oh let me
3: tell you about the one week stay at the top of the charts that ABBA is going to have. Because I don't know if you heard about, about Taylor it. Swift dropping an album last night. Yeah. I've listened to the to the one song, the ten minute song, in which Jake sure. Gyllenhaal is a, eviscerated. I would not uh, it's listen amazing. to a ten minute song. It's Paul. It's it's good. Is it a story? It, it or is it, it an actual. Song? There is a narrative. It is, is there a chorus? Paul, you have your your walk to work bag yes. is a nineteen eighty four Taylor Swift bag from the tour years ago. Correct. Why are you questioning these things right now? I just am. How could you?
2: I do like T Swift, but. Is it a song with a hook?
3: It's the same song she's had. She's re-recording her albums because Scooter Braun bought all of her music, and she hates it. I know, no, I know, she's going So deep. she's going, double middle fingies, I'll re-record everything, and I'll just take back all of my content. When you it order is an chicken fingers, ultimate play.
2: When you order Chicken Fingers to the restaurant, do you say Chicken Fingies? Yes. Okay, let's make it tr- so, ABBA today, um, first album in 40 years of new material, is number one. And that's the world we live in. Yes, it's 2021, ladies and gentlemen.
3: There was even an uh, Mamma Mia joke on SNL's Weekend Update this past oh weekend. God. And Ed Sheeran was did, hosting Everything's Connected. They
2: did two of those movies, too. Two they're not, they're movies not, they're involving they're not ABBA terrible. songs.
3: Ugh. They're not good. Ugh. I mean, weirdly, I'm kind of... A musical fan just like very specific musicals right i Mama mia was one of the cds in the in the minivan with me and mama b back in the day along with the vanessa williams cd you probably sing at the top of your Carlton, lungs? definitely shania twain um
2: that don't impress me man.
3: i was so jealous when she went oh, oh. to that play and then i didn't get to go but the movies weren't that bad did we need to probably not but you know what they want to go party on Mykonos. Meryl. You got right. Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. You got Piers Bronson, right? Who else is in that? You had Colin Firth in that film. You had What's-Her-Face, who plays uh, Lily in The Grinch. Coll- Lily Collins was in that film. She is in that film as well. Yeah, she's
2: in the second one.
3: Yeah. Hi, buddy! Uh, right? She's in that. Just a, just a true cast of the stars.
2: <sighs> and they all love And the, and the other
3: Bill Murray, who's not Bill Murray. ABBA. Yeah. Abba, Abba, Just Abba. bangers of films and unbelievable soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, so. And uh, I'm happy for Abba, although their stay will be short.
2: I'm sure they'll Abba's be Abba's
3: back. Alton's back. As if he ever left.
2: I'm sure they'll be here. It'll be here eventually. Yeah. The, so the, the, the album is called Voyage, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's the fastest vinyl-selling release of the 21st century.
3: Really? On vinyl. Well, I, I Beating out it.
2: the Arctic Monkeys.
3: Vinyl uh, is back. Has been back. I'm a collector of vinyl. I I only buy albums that I like more than four songs on of my favorite artists. I don't know why I'm still talking about ABBA.
2: Why are we still talking about ABBA? Because this is
3: what matters is why people tune into us, Paul.
2: There's only two groups that have spent longer at number one than ABBA. Two groups. Really? Can you name them? Probably not. Like legendary. Like, think about legends.
3: Corn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coming up next,
2: hockeying into the weekend.
1: Lindsey Brown
4: and Paul Eihander, the playmakers.
5: That's a really gutsy effort by our group. Um, you know, when you think going into the game, you know, with the lineup we had, then all the penalties and the over-the-glass stuff, you know, we had a lot of reasons, you know, not to win tonight. Win,
1: win, win, win. Exclusively on 1140
2: to bet.
3: The guts, all, Paul.
2: All they were trying to do were provide souvenirs to the fans. I mean, that's all it was. That's like, really all it was. Multiple back-to-back occasions.
3: But Paul, <laughs> before we get into that gutsy effort, we sure. got to gotta do the deep dive on the gutsy journalism that I did last night because okay, I've made a big change to my life recently, Paul. I mean, I made a lot of changes. Uh, bathing? Yeah. Yes. Still doing that okay. at least through today. Okay. Um. But it's been become really inconvenient for me to find Diet Coke, and that's like my drink. I drink it for the show. All that other stuff. It's really? it's become s- prohibitive, okay. and so I've started to cut it out of my diet. I don't have it at work anymore, and I don't have it at home. But I am allowed to have it at restaurants and at the hockey rink. And guess what was missing at the rink last night, Paul? The Diet Coke. So I had to do some journalism, and I enlisted my friend Cinnamon, and she got to the bottom of it. Diet Coke is missing tonight. Okay, yes. Yeah. so uh, we had a little bit of a Diet Coke fiasco, and we wanted
5: to uh,
3: accommodate all our diet fans, so we
5: substituted with Coke Zero.
3: I see. And Coke Zero ended up making a big hit up here
5: in the Fifth Floor Media, and they, I requested if there was any left that I keep bringing it up before we switch back to diet coke so at any moment in time there is a true diet coke person i'm gladly able to get that for them but for now coke zero is flying off the shelf up here
3: we have to appease the masses coke zero must be uh taking up the entire shelf so there's no diet coke for your girl i stuck to water probably a good thing Cause uh, there's a lot of energy in that building, and Cinnamon brings it each and every night, along with the snacks and other otherwise. So I want to thank her for for doing the interview and for doing her job so well each and every time we're in that er, that arena. That's
2: quite the sleuthing there that you found out exactly where said product Pell, was going to be and Pell, how you, you could told acquire
3: me to, it. You told me that I needed to cover the stories that mattered. It's true. It's and true. So- Uh, I put my nose to the grindstone and the, and the rubber to the pavement and I chased down the the mailman and I said, you forgot to give me my package. Sure. And then I moved on with my time. And so what actually happened in that hockey game was a really good effort. Like Pete said, that second period almost kind of derailed, like, Alex Petrangelo's head almost exploded. Like he was getting <laughs> so riled up last night. And understandably so, because all of a sudden, Alex Petrangelo who's used to playing, you know, 25, 26 minutes a night, we might be talking 30 for you because Alec Martinez took a skate to the freaking face. Yeah, that was at ugly. least 50 stitches. There was no update from Pete DeBoer this morning at practice. Uh, we just have those details that we learned after the game last night. Very, very scary situation. Obviously, the injury bug uh, continues to to live at our house here in Vegas. But just the, the skate to the face thing this year alone. I mean, curious had it had it twice himself, and then I, we'll we'll see what 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 Marty looks like because that's that's gnarly. I, I know that that uh, that's not the most ho- stitches a hockey player's ever gotten, but that's a sizable amount, and and he's going to be out for a while because. What happens when your heart starts to beat really fast, like when you're uh when you're working out and stuff? the blood goes, the stitches break, and so he's going to be out, and the gold knights were able to manage that game last night. They were able to get goals from two guys that have never scored in this league before. When has that happened? not very often <laughs> at truth. the same time, and just when you see that happen, especially in the first period and the manner in which they scored, because both of those it's not like they were tips off their butt, right. Like, Cotter's goal, that's a big boy goal. Step up and release right in the slot there. It was unreal. And so you're vibing, you're vibing. Minnesota, off of back-to-back, led in the legs a little bit. Had a, a, a couple of huge saves from LB early on, but he really settled in that second period. But uh, considering how well the Minnesota Wild have been running and the talent that we are missing, absolutely the best game of the season uh, for your Golden Knights last night, at least in my book.
2: No, that's good news. It's two in a row for them as they enjoy this six-game homestand. Vancouver coming up tomorrow, po- posing a much different challenge oh my God. for the Knights.
3: They are absolutely on the precipice of a re- really tough time. Like, I'm a little worried for head coach Travis Green right now because I, when I got home from the, the Knights game, I watched uh, at least the first period of the Colorado-Vancouver game that got out of hand very quickly. And let me tell you, not Thatcher Demko's fault had several highlight reel saves uh, backdoor desperation wide open on the power play and Vancouver while they're really good at gaining the zone they cannot retain anything they are turning over all of their pucks in the offensive zone Elias Patterson might as well be a ghost out there Bo Horvat can't go yay team enough and they're a very very lost squad right now so You're right, that momentum that the Golden Knights have built up over the last couple games, especially last night's victory, is going to serve them well, especially if they want to put that pressure on Vancouver early, like most teams have done as of late.
2: It gives the Knights a much much larger, a much smaller hill to climb as they try to fight their way back into things, but... The loss of Martinez does hurt this team. That's very clear because he was logging some significant minutes between him, Shea, and and Alec. They were playing the brunt of the defensive, uh, in terms of defensive pairing.
3: He's there. He's our best defenseman, top to bottom. Like you could say that Petrangelo is the better, most talented, or maybe the better skill. But Alec Martinez, no matter who he plays with, he makes them better. He when he makes mistakes, he makes up for them. He puts everybody in their best position. And he is—he's a huge, huge piece of this team. But I will say, you no, know, I'm really enthused and uh, about their game. Nick Waugh. dude's on another level right now. He's playing first line center between Marjusso and Riley Smith. Pretty good pairing. Yep. Uh, he hasn't spent a lot of time skating with them until he's had this opportunity. He's driving play, Paul. Like. You know, he had a goal a, a couple nights ago, but it just seems he's so much more confident. He's carrying pucks in himself. He's using his body to shield things. He's stopping in the right areas. He seems so much more engaged, and we've put it, we put him on the wing in the past and even given him some center time, but it's different when it's at the first line. It's different with these two players, and I'm like, guys, keep seeing Nick Waugh do this. No offense, Bill Carlson. Love you. Great stuff. Almost ran into you uh, on your scooter last night walking out of the restroom, but... If Nick Watt keeps playing like this, it kind of makes Bill Carlson expendable. Not to say that they should trade him or anything, but you just start looking at different possibilities with this team where does that misfit line need to be together? You know, And well, somebody is going to have to move.
2: And every that is true once everybody gets healthy and comes back. And it seems to follow the pattern with the Knights where every season, and it follows with other sports too, mm-hmm. where you see a number of injuries and there's usually one person – or one sort of sort of unsung hero who tends to take the mantle and will step up and all of a sudden finds himself once they once they find themselves in a more regular everyday situation mm-hmm. where the minutes are being put in you're like all right man we need you got to log another 5 tonight and you make the most of them, Mm -hmm. he seems to be the beneficiary of the injuries just in terms of play. Well,
3: and you get the allocation to to the line mates based off of what you have shown, but then once the game starts, you have to prove that every shift. Like If you're not playing well, Pete DeBoer's not going to keep putting you out there in those situations. He's not going to put you in special teams, and he's rewarding that. This organization has always done that with their players, and it's a really good uh, principle to have because it shows that you can make noise, that you can uh, have that mobility up and down the lineup. And competition breeds competence. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see it, seeing what, what I am from him. And, and obviously those two rookies that scored last night, Lushushin, I, I've really liked his game over the last couple weeks as well. And so it, it's, it's a good place to be considering where we were a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to keep building because there's still names out. And I'm guessing they'll keep going out. 'Cause this is just the way the team's rolling right now. This is the way the season is gonna go. But that's
2: where it'll have to be, yes. Uh,
3: yeah. But this is a very, very contentious division right now. So if you can wait if you can keep this here, that confidence boost later on is gonna be so amazing because if you can just tread water while everyone else is all of a sudden, Oh my gosh, they're back, they're back, they're back, and then we get everyone back, oh boy. Fun little uh crocheted blanket where Knitting together here.
2: Day off today, Vancouver tomorrow. The other news coming out today about the Knights, Jack Eichel surgery, quote, unquote, successful. Mm-hmm. Goal of the Knights saying uh, it, with no complications. We'll make a full recovery. The report yesterday was the three-month timeline was going to stick. He'll do most of his rehab here after spending the next three weeks in Denver for observation. Right on. So,
3: All good things. So yeah,
2: probably after the Olympic break is what you're looking at for a Jack Eichel. Debut with the Vegas Golden Knights if the uh, timeline holds for him.
3: Stone was on the ice today uh, with puppies. I think they were shooting some things uh, for for the social, but he's still <laughs> oh, on track.
2: Right, they were shooting video. Yep, video. They were not shooting the puppies.
3: Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Just. This, That's you know, a good clarification. want to make sure that
2: happens. All right, coming up next, it is a Chiefs Raiders week. It's a Sunday night tilt at Allegiant Stadium. The insight from insider Scott Goldbranson next.
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special finance. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. You found the Playmakers, only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas.
2: It's a Raiders Chiefs weekend as we talk about taking the lead or staying in the lead in the AFC West. It is a Sunday night affair at Allegiant Stadium. Joining us to break it down a little bit more is the host of Silver and Black today and Raiders insider Scott Goldbranson. Scott, what's up, friend?
4: Paul, Lindsay, how you doing? I just, I love that. I, th- we were doing the slap the bass coming in on a Friday. Yes! I love that.
3: Slap a bass. Slap bass Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive. Tis the theme, right? He's probably in the Eternals.
4: Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. He's up there with Paul, but you know, it's a close. Yeah. It's a close race. Know.
3: He's eternally handsome, just like uh, the Raiders are eternally kind of cursed in my book after they <laughs> did the Arrowhead hot lap last year after beating the Chiefs oh, at yeah. home. You do you think that plays into that Chiefs locker room this uh, this Sunday, in, adi- or in addition to them just trying to find some semblance of who they were the last few seasons?
4: Well, absolutely, Lindsay. I mean, you look at this. Hist- this is a colorful history. It's full of blood, anger. You know, you're going back to 1960. These teams do not like each other. They never have. There's great stories. If you're a new Raider fan since they came to Las Vegas, it's worth watching all the NFL film documentaries because they don't like each other. And by the way, the fan bases don't like each other either. Uh, it's not just because they're AFC West. It goes much deeper than that. So, so I think anytime you have any kind of bulletin board fodder between the Chiefs and the Raiders, it it is exponentially a bigger deal. And so the bus lap, absolutely. Now John Gruden's gone and all that. So who knows what's going to be next? Maybe we'll find out Sunday, and something even more extraordinary will happen. So somebody will get angry, and the rivalry will continue to be uh, heated.
2: Scott's written a piece for us, posted at the about the three keys to victory. And Scotty, one of the things you do talk about is the red zone where it's not exactly the uh not exactly the best spot for the Raiders these days.
4: No, it's not. I mean, they ranked 27th overall in red zone scoring in 2021 in their past three games, uh, six points, 46% of the time when they get down there. And that's part of the problem. You saw with the Giants, even as poorly as this offense played, and make no mistakes, a mistake about it, they played terrible against the Giants. They still should have won the game, but they could not convert inside the red zone. Daniel Carlson, who was the picture-perfect kicker for a while there, suddenly has missed three field goals within 50 yards over the past two games. And so this this Raider team, if they're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to build a lead. You have to score when you have the opportunities. I still think the game will be close, but if you're going to get in the red zone, three ain't going to cut it against the Chiefs because I just have a feeling Patrick Mahomes won't have a bad game against the Raiders. I don't know why. Uh, so, so they're going to have to score down in the red zone.
3: Scott, my grandma just texted me and said that she loves the broadcast. So so far we've been effective and Looping her in and you just mentioned the Patrick Mahomes thing. Everybody's been putting him in a, in a pressure cooker at least the the bag that they that Darla put the fish in and finding Nemo. What's their best <laughs> chance of of creating that chaos and keeping him in that pocket but not enough for him to create not enough for him to do that that freeform jazz that we we're so used to seeing from him.
4: Yeah, great one, Lindsey. I mean, it comes down to generating pass rush up front. The front four of the Raiders, and, and guess what? That's been their strength this year. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, those guys have to create that pass rush up front, make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable, but they can't blitz, really, because that's when he that's when he improvises, and you see those sidearm throws and those crazy uh, plays that you've uh, come to know Patrick Mahomes for. If the Raiders can do that, if they can generate what they've done all season long against this Raider, or excuse the Chiefs front four or front offensive line, then they have a really good shot. And remember, I think they will. The Gus Bradley defense only blitzes about 15% of the time. By the way, the Chiefs have not faced the cover three defense like they're going to face against the Raiders yet. So that, to me, tells me that the Raiders have an opportunity. Not only that, but Max Crosby is going to be going against a third string right tackle. So there's lots of things working in the Raiders' favor here, but they've got to come with that high running motor and perform like they have over the past few games up front defensively.
2: Scott Goldbranson joins us, host of Silver and Black today, game day. You can listen to that here on 1140 The Bet Sunday mornings for our East Coast Raider fans. It's at 4 a.m. as well as on our sister station, 98.5 FM HD2, the fan at 9 a.m. on Sundays. We have a Deshaun Jackson now in the locker room, Scott. How do you think they can get him integrated into this offense, or is he basically just a guy to run defenses off while they just throw underneath to the Renfros and Wallers of the world?
4: Yeah, great question too, Paul. I think, think, listen, I think he'll be involved. How much this first game as he's getting to know the playbook, uh, I'm not sure, but I think they have to get him involved. And yes, he'll serve that role that we saw, for example, last year, Henry Ruggs, who didn't do a lot from a playmaker perspective, but he served as that 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 speedster on the outside to stretch the defense a little bit. I think you'll definitely see that with Deshaun Jackson, but I think they're going to integrate him into the game as much as they can. They got to get the ball to him. I think that veteran presence, especially with what happened with this team, with the loss of rugs and the tragedy that happened off the field, they need somebody to come out and take charge of that young receiving core, and he can do that. By the way, you also got to get Darren Waller involved, even though they're going to cover him, um, you know, just just double-team him whenever they can, maybe even triple-team him. But what I'd love to see, Paul, here is I think you can free up uh, um, a Deshaun Jackson. You can free up a Brian Edwards and a Hunter Renfro in the slot by running a couple more uh, two-tight end set. Let's get Foster Moreau and Darren Waller on the field with a couple wide receivers and start to do that, and I think you'll open it up down the field. So I think that's what they're going to have to do they'll have to run the ball a little bit but I want to see them get Derek Carr going quickly pass the ball have them spread it around and get this Kansas City Chiefs uh, team just turning their heads not knowing where the ball is going to go
3: just to press you a little bit more on that running game since they have been able to kind of string that together maybe they've turned a corner but in games like this where you have to go a little bit more pass heavy are you worried about that disruption and momentum for that group and Josh Jacobs and uh, and uh, Kenyon Drake
4: yeah, I, th- I think for Josh Jacobs, you know, maybe it's it's a little bit of a godsend because what he can do is they can run the ball with him, but he's, he's obviously healthier. How h- healthy he really is, is he 100%? I'm not sure with that ankle. So if they can get him and then spell him by taking uh, Drake and running Drake, but also Drake, as you know, Lindsey, great uh, with the passing game out of the backfield. I think that's what you'll see. Again, if you're not going to run the ball short, if you can do short, quick passes, we've seen since um, uh, Greg Olson has taken over as a play caller, for John Gruden. We've seen them use the screen pass a lot more than they did under Gruden, and I think you'll see that in some of those swing passes. So you'll see a mix of that, uh, and it's got quasi-running game by just flipping the quick pass.
3: Even Jacobs can catch those passes, too, even though he isn't as skilled as Drake.
4: Agreed. Yeah, and and listen, that was a focus uh, for Jacobs in the offseason, if you remember, Uh, and actually last season, too, was he wanted to be a better receiver coming out of the backfield, and so now with him and Drake and the fact that Jacobs has improved there, I think that's a good uh, strategy for them as well.
2: Well, I think for the Chiefs to to really keep the Raiders at bay, it's going to have to be a strike first and figure out that, as Lindsey mentioned right away at the top of the program, how they rediscover some of that offense and some of that swagger that they had in in previous seasons. Because this season, it feels like they're looking for identity Identity on both sides of the football, I watched Tyron Matthew struggle uh, last week in that in that close you know game that shouldn't really have been that close, but it turned out to be that way. And you know for for Kansas City, the explosiveness just quite hasn't been there and we were joking earlier about how Pat Mahomes was celebrating you know third down conversions I'm like that's not where he normally reserves his celebrations for he's normally dropping the number dropping the number 15s and the number 10s on his fingers after
3: 60 yards right after
2: after he has just improvised improvised a pass you know across the body while running away from three defenders.
4: Yeah, that's why I think for Raiders fans in this game, don't don't take the Chiefs too lightly like they're having trouble because if you look at the, the, the except for the Titans game, if you look what's been happening with the Chiefs um, defensively, they've gotten better, right? They've got, yes, they're still having trouble getting to the quarterback, uh, but they traded with the Steelers to go get Melvin Ingram, the edge rusher. Frank Clark is suddenly playing better. You also have an offense, they're starting to get better. Yes, Patrick Mahomes quite hasn't been himself, but look at the center. Look at the offensive line. If, the, if I'm the Raiders, I'm looking at what the Chiefs did in the offseason because they're going to have to do the same thing. They went out. Creed Humphrey, who is a rookie, might be an all pro as a rookie, and he might be the offensive player rookie of the year if it wasn't for a guy uh, in Cincinnati by the name of Jamar Chase uh, and the fact that he's a lineman. Uh, And then right guard Trey Smith. So this team has the talent, and they're starting to kind of get it together so if you're the Raiders, you definitely want to win this game at home because as you face this Chiefs team later in the season in a very chilly uh, Arrowhead Stadium, it's going to be much more difficult play.
2: And the road only gets tougher here for the Raiders. Scott Goldbranson of Silver and Black today, game day. Scott, you appreciate the insight, man.
4: As always, guys, have a great weekend now.
2: He Scott. Right. Raiders Chiefs Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. Coming up next, how does Tiger return to golf? You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Tiger Woods could be back on the links sooner than later. However, it comes with a caveat. If he doesn't play well, he won't play. Now, Lindsey, when you think about playing well, for most people, you say, eh, maybe I shoot sub 80. Sure. You know, I'm in the upper 70s.
3: Tiger's... Qualifications, probably a little bit different.
2: Probably a little bit better. Probably
3: a little bit better. And I mean, we were talking about this after his accident, too, or at least once the dust kind of settled. And, uh, and will he come back? And he has to be Tiger. Like, this is a guy who's been on display since he was a toddler for the exceptionalism that he shows in a sport that does everything in its power to smother. And so. I'm not sure. And I, Justin Thomas it makes total sense. But any of these competitors, I don't like playing any of my sports if I'm not at my top level. Even in practice, it pisses me off, let alone going to the professional competition. And so it's just a huge, huge uh, mountain of adversity for him to climb, especially at 45.
2: Yeah, he's he was, he's been seen without crutches and braces out and about. So that's yep. good news as he's trying to get out. He's out watching Charlie play golf. He does have his tournament coming up next month in the Bahamas, so he'll probably show up for that. I mean, who knows? Maybe,
3: maybe not. He hasn't made a public appearance since he had that crash, so that would be his first opportunity, or at least uh, one we would expect him to maybe consider.
2: Chip around. I think the first videos we, you know, I don't know. Tiger. I don't think as for Tiger, if there's if the first video of him is him swinging a a wood like an actual driver or a 5-wood or 3-wood, you'll know he's ready to come back. Anything else is not Tiger Woods ready to come back. It's just him goofing around, I think. Like, he's just chipping around or putting around or whatever it
3: is. I don't think we see him swing a club unless he comes back. He's not going to put out videos. He's not going to tell anybody that he's playing. Like, he's not. Because you have to build this back up from scratch, and he's had to do it a couple times in his career. Where like when he had his fuse spine fuse, right. you know, the surgery that Jack Eichel didn't want to get, and or the after two thousand and eight with his knee in the in the U.S. Open uh, against Rocco Mediate. Like he knows what it takes, and he's a very very compartmentalized and private person, and so I I just for me it was always about Tiger, are you here to be be here for your kids? Yes or no? If it's a yes. Everything else, who cares? Who freaking cares? And he might have had that mindset change too, but he might just be starting to get active again, normal. So you might get bored a little bit later. Maybe I think this is more of a next year consideration because it's just you had to get back up on your feet for sure, for sure. Experience life a little bit more than you're like. Well, I kind of have more free time and I, you know, can move. Maybe I should. Just go hit some putts.
2: Yeah, twenty uh, year of uh, 2022, probably not going to see a lot of Tiger, but it's good to see him moving and doing yeah. the thing. He, I mean, it's nine months I'm ago. I'm happy when, we're
3: talking about him being here right, that, in general. Yeah, that,
2: it was nine months ago. Yeah. We were, but that car crash was nine. It feels like forever and ever ago. Yeah, uh, but, also yesterday. Yeah, but also yesterday. Yeah. So he's out He's out and about with his kids. He's yeah. out humping around and, and doing what he needs to do. And hopefully the next time we do talk about him, it is swinging a club.
3: Yeah, I mean, seriously, it really is. though. But if it's not? That's okay, too.
2: (sighs) I'll just be sad.
3: Well, just go watch Justin Thomas or, you know, the other golfers. No. No.
2: His name's not Tiger Woods. Not Tiger Woods. All right. Football 4 is on the way as the Playmakers rolls on for your Friday.